0: when your eyes gaze upon it. It's the kind of sight that that seems like just for a moment, time slows down, it even suspends itself and it just kind of of hangs there as as all other worries kind of flutter away. It was one of those moments that, that sort of tattooed itself on the back of my eyelids. I can still see it when I think about it, when I wonder about it, when I reflect upon it. It was a moment of what I kind of call holy wonder. A, a moment where, where you can just, just see God. He is, he is so evident in what he has created. He is so evident in, in what you are beholding. And it's an experience of, of overwhelming joy. It's a girl, I told Kara. It was the moment that, that I was handed my firstborn, my, my daughter, for the very first time her her little heart was pumping her little lungs were were pumping her little voice was screaming and my eyes were dripping with tears it was a wondrous sight it was a beautiful sight it was a moment that i'll never forget so we have these beautiful moments Moments where where something marvelous happens, something that that we can't help but feel such intense emotion that tears draw from our eyes completely out of our control. I'd guess that you've felt this emotion as well. Where without your control, tears suddenly fill your eyes and they just stream down your face. It's a beautiful thing. Whether it comes from beholding a, a newborn child, or maybe it's when you saw your bride standing at the end of the aisle, or there you saw your groom waiting for you in his, in his best attire. Whether it was that moment when maybe you just felt warm and at home when you visited your mom and dad's house after a long absence. Or maybe it's something far simpler. Maybe it's just the simple beauty of a sunset at the end of a summer night, Or maybe it's simply looking up at the stars and and just reflecting on, on the fact that God put each one in its place. Maybe it's just that simple awe and wonder of God's creation all around us. Tears of joy are a wonderful thing. But I'll take you back to the hospital two days after Nora was born when I found myself with with tears flowing from my eyes once again. But this time, they weren't tears of joy as I looked down at my beautiful daughter. But instead, it was in the hospital room where Kara was recovering and where we were taking care of this brand new baby. And it was upon the realization that we now must keep this child alive. And I don't know if it was the lack of sleep or the weight of the responsibility that God had given to us either way, tears, these came from a burden of the human life that was months now bestowed to me. (laughs) And the further away I get from those tears, the further away that I get from that moment, the more honest I am with myself, and now I know that I cried out of fear because I held the unknown in my hands. See we know that life gives us reasons to cry all too often. And life pulls tears from our eyes in, in all sorts of ways, and as we know, these tears are often caused not by joy, but instead by grief. These tears come from the feeling of loss that becomes so overwhelming, we can't help ourselves but weeping. And it's not only death that causes this. that's the obvious pain. But all sorts of things that cause us to long for something that once was or to long for something we've never had. We long for, for love, for acceptance. We, we long to be known and to be wanted. Yet when we lose those we love, it hurts. And so we weep. When we are rejected, it stings. And so we cry. When we are forgotten, we mourn. But tears don't only come from loss. Tears come from something that, that happens in your life, and you find yourself in a place that you never intended to be. The, the life that you envisioned for yourself never came to fruition. The spouse never came. The The child having children was, was ruled out completely. The right career never worked out or presented itself, and you made a, a dumb and yet life-altering mistake, but it was a bad decision, and now your life is so foreign and unknown to you that in those quiet moments, when all you have left are your thoughts and you're reflecting on all that has happened, you find yourself in an unknown, scary, frightening place, and all you can do is weep. And I know that there are people here today who carry grief. There are people here today that carry pain, uh, uh, that carry a, a deep longing, that, that carry hopes and dreams that may have never come to fruition. And maybe it's you. Maybe you've lost someone dearly that you loved. Maybe you're adjusting to a new life. Maybe you've said goodbye to one of your children to college. Or maybe that marriage that was once so beautiful and vibrant has grown cold and stale. Maybe the spouse that you've longed for has never arrived. And maybe your children have never respected you. Our lives are stained with tears. Tears that come from all sorts of a variety of reasons. We cry out of joy, we cry out of pain, we cry out of agony, grief, and despair, yet we rarely cry for others. This is true. We've been taught in our world today to simply care about ourselves, to care for the individual. The, the American creed is simply to, to work hard, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, get a job, make yourself better. Self-improvement is the, the, the religion of all. And most importantly, you can be whatever you want to be. And you've done it. And I've done it. When you see someone hurting, our first sort of inclination is not compassion, but it's accusation. That homeless man you drove by on the streets—oh, he probably ruined his life with drugs. I bet he's just an alcoholic. He needs to get a job. Life would be better. Work harder. Pull yourself up. See, when we see someone hurting, we want to fix it by them fixing it. But it makes sense, of course, because it's far easier not to concern ourselves with the needs of others. It's, it's hard enough to take care of ourselves. It's, it's far easier to worry about ourselves, our joy, our happiness, our needs. And there are plenty of things to worry about in my life alone. Let align the rest of the people around us. This is not the way of Christ. This is not the way of his church. This is not who he has created you and me to be. Because while the world says to worry about yourself, to worry about the individual, Christ says to worry about others. He says to worry about those who are around you. Countless times Christ models this. How many times does does Christ see someone who had, had a rough go of it, something happened in their life, whether it was a bad decision or simply just sheer dumb luck that they have just ended up where they are today? Someone who was born with legs that didn't work. Someone who was born with eyes that didn't see. Someone who had multiple husbands. Somebody who lost their beloved. And how many times does Christ ask, what can you do to fix it? But instead, countless times it says Christ has compassion. Christ shares in their tears. He has not moved to judge but, and write them off, but he instead is inclined to join them. He cries with them. He weeps, and he rejoices. And so does his church. So do you. Dear brothers and sisters, we are a crying church. Because when a part of the body of Christ sheds tears of joy, we can shed tears of joy along with them. But when one member of the body of Christ has tears of grief pulled from their eyes, we grieve with them. As Paul wrote to the church in Rome so many years ago, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Because regardless of what everyone has told you, what the world has told you, the faith that you hold is not an individual faith. This church is not a church made up of simply just individual people living individual lives in their own individual worlds, but instead we are a people who join in this life together. Because as we've been talking about, we sit together, we serve together, we pray together, and yes, we even cry together. We show compassion for one another, and we do that together. And I know crying is sort of a strange thing. Crying sort of has a whole lot of baggage that comes with it, because some maybe in here are, e- are even afraid to show that they're crying. Uh, for many, crying is seen as some sort of weakness. For, for a lot of men, crying is seen as feminine. And for many women, crying is seen as emotional, as if they're out of control. Yet that's just ignoring the reality of life. That life is hard and that the world is a beautiful but yet so terrifying place and our lives are rarely as we envision them and have made them out to be. On Sunday mornings we come to church. We put on our best clothes, an Oxford shirt, maybe even a tie, and you put on your best dress. But underneath it, there is a whole world of hurt. There's a whole lot of pain. There are a whole lot of struggles. And I know that there are a lot of tears. And of all the places in the world, this is the place. This is the place where we should be able to invite the tears, invite the pain, invite the struggles, invite people to come and cry with me. Because we are the ones who have hope. And it's not the empty hope that so many in the world have, but it is a hope that is certain and true, and it is a hope that will one day be realized when Christ comes again in glory. And this is the hope that didn't stay distant and far away. No, this is the hope that broke into the world, and this hope doesn't ignore your cries. This hope doesn't ignore your tears. This hope doesn't ignore your struggles. See, Mary Magdalene was at the tomb where Jesus was laid. She looked at his tomb, and there I can imagine that she just broke down, and scripture says she wept, tears pouring down her face, for she looked at this tomb where Jesus once was, and now it was empty, and she was afraid that someone had stolen the body of Christ. And while she was there weeping before this empty tomb, not tears of joy, but they were tears of sheer pain and grief of something beautiful that was lost, a gardener came up to her and asked her a question. Why are you crying? And Mary looked at this unknown gardener and she said, they have taken my Lord away. Who are you looking for, the gardener said. Jesus, she replied, and he looked at her, and without even saying his name, he said her. He looked at this weeping woman, and he said, Mary, and in an instant, I can only imagine that Mary's tears of grief were were transformed into tears of joy, for in this moment, Jesus breaks into her suffering and pain, and by his resurrection, he stills her tears of grief. Because it is in his resurrection that that Christ, our hope, becomes certain. Why are you crying, Jesus asks. And you can answer. You too are allowed to cry. You can be honest and you can tell Jesus and you can tell your brothers and sisters But also know that amidst the tears, Christ offers a promise, a hopeful promise. That whatever tears of pain you may be concealing behind those church clothes will one day turn to tears of joy. Because this is what Christ does for you. By his resurrection, he gives us hope. By his word, he gives us a promise. He gives us a reason to believe that one day you can look up through those tear-filled eyes and you too will hear the voice of Jesus saying your name. And by his voice, you will know him. He will ask, why are you crying? Because he has not only offered forgiveness, but he has also promised that all of those things that cause us to despair will one day be swallowed up forever. And it will be on that day when the resurrected Christ calls your name. He will look at you just as he looked at Mary at the tomb, and he will wipe away your tears. Your tears of sorrow will be turned to joy, a joy that has no end, a hope that is realized. So now we can invite others to come and cry with us, so one day Christ will call their name. As those tears will be wiped away. Brothers and sisters, I invite you, especially throughout this year, to come and cry with me, but also to hope with me. And in that hope, come and rejoice with me. Amen. And may the peace of Christ, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Until that day when he returns. Amen.